0: Hello, I'm Paul Briley and you're listening to Off The Comma. I'm a human who cares about supporting other humans. On this podcast, we'll explore all facets of what it means to feel stuck in life. We talk with people just like us who have found themselves sitting on a comma and not knowing where to go next. We'll unpack the experience with them, where they've been stuck, what it feels like, what they experienced and what they learned. My goal is to inspire you by seeing yourself in others. I believe that when we feel more connected and seen, magic can happen. Everybody, this is so exciting. We are officially starting our second year of the Off the Comma podcast. It's January 2024 by the time this uh, episode airs. And we are on episode 26 now. So this is pretty exciting um, for something that... I had no idea where this might go and still kind of don't know ultimately where it will go. I just know it's important work to do and um, I very much enjoy doing this work and, and being part of these stories. So we are back. I'm also very, very excited to have my first guest of season two and the year 2024 and we are here with Alicia McGowan and... I am very excited to hear what she has to share with us. So I'm going to stop talking and turn it over to you, Arlesia. And I'll start with you with the same question I ask everyone at the beginning. Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself. How would you like to be known? And what would you like people to know about you?
1: Yeah. um, So, yeah, I'm Alicia. I'm a Dallas, Texas native. I live in New York City. Right now, I work in influencer marketing. So I consider myself like the middle person between like the brand and the influencer. Um, But getting there was very different. I thought I was going to be a doctor for 18 years of my life. And uh, my last year of college changed my mind and just landed in a field that I had no idea existed, communications, um, et cetera. I'm also a musician, um, piano player, former ballet dancer, um, and vocalist, mm. um, I call myself multifaceted. I just have a lot of interests at heart. I'm also an entrepreneur. Um, I have my own nonprofit called Classics Arts that's focused on um, diversity in the classical music realm. Um, But I also am really passionate about just working with minority creators and making sure that they have a voice and they feel seen in the influencer marketing industry. So... I just, I dibble and dabble. I call myself a hustler, certified hustler. Um, You know, I just have lots of little hustles that I like to work on and um, very creative. I'm a visionary, resilient. Um, Yeah, so that's me.
0: Nice. Well, you have a big personality. You're involved in a lot of things. And it's exciting. (laughs) It's exciting to hear already. And I can't wait to hear more about all of these parts of yourself and your story. What I'm hearing so far is we look at different adjectives you use to describe yourself as a person. I heard multifaceted entrepreneur, certified hustler. That's that's a first. That's cool. Um, (laughs) Creative and visionary. Anything else you would add to the list? One or two more, if if at all?
1: I would say radiant. I'm I'm a pretty outgoing person. You know, I love to get to know people. I've discovered about myself this past year. I feel like I have a knack for connecting with people um, Mm. and you know establishing relationships and you know looking out for um, marginalized people. Uh, making sure that like they're represented uh, the way they should be. And that is what I feel is part of my purpose here on this earth, but we're still exploring that. Um, But yeah.
0: Well, it sounds like, one of many purposes, right? I I know the common vocabulary Mm -hmm. these days is about finding your purpose, finding life purpose, finding meaning and meaning. And I I, like so many people, you know, am constantly looking for that thing. And yet it it can be many things, can't Mm -hmm. it? It doesn't have to be just one thing. And you're already kind of demonstrating that to us.
1: Absolutely.
0: Nice. Nice. Well, Alicia, one of the, the things that I ask every guest before we get into the five questions is what would be your intention for yourself today in this conversation?
1: Intention for myself? Um, Intention for myself is to authentically share my journey. And, you know, you know, I, I think I can tend to, you know, overthink (laughs) Mm. and, you know, monitor how I um, express things. um, Just because of how I've been kind of conditioned, I feel. Um, But yeah, just to authentically tell my story, really.
0: Mm. Nice. Well, I support that intention, because my intention is to support your intention create a space for you Mm. to be able to do this. And we'll also kind of do a little reflection at the end to see how you feel about that. But to hold space for you to be able to do this because of how important it is for other people. I believe uh, in in my work and in my ways of being and through this podcast that, Mm -hmm. you know, we don't need experts. We need people who in in all things, I should say. Um, Yeah, (laughs) engineers are experts. We very much need engineers to build bridges, (laughs) right? right? And surgeons, and doctors and so many others. But um, when it comes to telling us, you know, how to live our lives, I I believe that we learn from each other and that each of us is a mirror to each other and each of us is a model to each other. So my intention is to be able to create that space for you to be yet another inspiring influence for someone who the words that you share may have meaning and and resonate with someone out there who is looking for a little hope or a little bit of connection or a little bit of feeling less alone. So that's my intention is to create that space. Mm,
1: love it. That's what I'm nice. here
0: for. Well, as with all guests, um, I, you and I have not talked about what you're going to be sharing today. I'm very excited to, to learn. And I will ask you the same five questions that I do each guest. So let's jump in with the first question. Arlesia, where have you found yourself sitting on a comma in your life?
1: Well, multiple places. I, the first one... Um, I mentioned this previously a bit, but like I said, the majority of my life I thought I was going to be a doctor and it, that was a very large comma, but I didn't realize it was a comma until college. Um, you know, mm. I grew up very it was academically rigorous, very like education focused. Um, and it was all about kind of those pillars like law education, um, Etc. And you know, I went to an institution where I feel like, you know, it was just kind of your standard, your standard um, go-to's. So finance, education, uh, science, law, and I, I was passionate about medicine. Um, but I, I think it took me kind of exploring music and medicine in school and realizing that I performed, not I performed, but my passion came out a lot more when I was in like creative um, environments. Um, mm. It was something I really wrestled with because I also... Um, weighed the expectation of, um, you know, my authority figures and people around me who, you know, expected me to be, you know, I'm going to be the doctor and, you know, things like that. And, you know, I think that voice was always in my head as I was like pursuing and also just being a black woman, um, a black woman in like higher education, um, kind of like carrying that weight um, of that expectation and and not really considering like what my expectation was for myself or what I envisioned for myself, for my future. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't until my senior year of college where I don't really know what came over me, <laughs> but I was doing research and, you know, combining my two majors, which is music and, and science, and um, mm-hmm. I actually had to change my thesis around from being science-focused to music-focused, um, and I realized that it seems so much easier I also was really passionate about music. Like I said, like, it just came easier to me. Um, I've been a musician ever since I was a child, but it was all, I always saw it as like a side thing, like a side gig, or I'll just do it on the side. Or when I go to medical Mm -hmm. school, I'll just do it on the side. or I'll find a way to figure it out. But I think the question that presented in my mind randomly, my second semester was, you know, can you really see yourself like, dedicated to medicine for the rest of your life or it just kind of scared me that I would be so fully because medicine is a full-time job you know your life has to be dedicated to Mm -hmm. it and it scared me that I was dedicating myself to something that I wasn't fully passionate about um Mm. and you know I was just sitting for you know that second or a few minutes I was just sitting with how I would feel like would you be okay with This really like taking over your life and not really being be able to work on your creative ventures or sing as much as you want to and things like that. And I think that rigidness scared me. Um Mm. and that's when I took a hard left. Like I had taken the MCAT twice. I had done all the hours that I required to go to medical school and that's when i just took a hard left and literally at the my first semester of college at the end of my first semester i applied to two grad school programs unplanned at nyu they were both Mm -hmm. creative related and it was like two few days before the deadline and i was like you know what i'm gonna just apply to these grad school programs and see if i get in if i go get in i'll go and that's a sign Um, so I applied and I got into one of them and I was like well I guess I'm going to New York and that's when my whole life just took like a 180 um I did this creative uh, um was it yeah master's in performance studies it was a performance studies program at Tisch um where I just got to explore like theories in like music and society and other creative realms and I also got really heavy into entrepreneurship something I had never mm-hmm. ever ever thought about okay um and discovered that I'm really passionate about creating things not just from a musical standpoint but like um it's funny I was talking to my dad about this the other day but you know I love to make things or make systems or if I see something that's you know like I said, like marginalized communities and people that I just want to figure out a way to like help them and like, you know, serve my community I'm very big and like giving back to my community, making sure people's voices feel heard. And so I had a chance to explore that in grad school. And that's when I realized that I don't think I'm going back to medicine.
0: <laughs> wow. Or Alicia, if I may, let me, let me step in for just a moment. because mm-hmm. I want to reflect back some of mm-hmm. all of this that you've shared with us. It's so rich and and I hear these, these themes in here that show up so often, but for you specifically, you were telling us, and and, and I'll reflect, so if I yeah, misstate anything, by all sure. means, gosh, please correct me. But um, what I'm hearing you say is that there, there was a path mm-hmm. paved for you mm-hmm. about being a doctor because you specifically referenced expectations of authority figures, and then there was also music that was a part of mm-hmm. you and that you were passionate about, but mm-hmm. you saw that as a side mm-hmm. hustle or a side thing, right? Um, pursuit. And that you go into, you know, your your secondary education, your college years, thinking you're going to be one thing, but not feeling mm-hmm. anything about it necessarily or feeling as passionate about it. But the other thing you're feeling passionate about doesn't seem to be a thing mm-hmm. you can pursue, for work mm. or career. And you come to this place where so often it's preparing you for, you know, especially in America and our society, right? It's preparing you for these next, Absolutely. you know, 30, 40 years yeah. of being in the workforce. And that's that's where the roads mm-hmm. came to a to a head. And and then suddenly it wasn't that you were looking to make a decision, but life put the decision in front of you. That's what I believe I'm hearing you say.
1: That's exactly what happened. And if you would have asked me, like I have graduated from college five years ago in May, if you would have asked me five years, if you would have told me five years ago that I would be where I am now, I would be like, you're joking.
0: Mm. And and I'm watching you. I know our listeners can't see you, but I'm watching you smile. Like when you said that, you yeah. just you just grinned ear to ear, just mm-hmm. nothing but pure smiling over, over that statement.
1: Right. Um, I think it's because like. I feel like I took ownership of my journey and what I saw for myself And I acted on it. And that's why I call it a comma, because it was it was it was a huge decision. It was like I had spent years of my life and money, you know, Mm -hmm. working towards a field that, you know, I was, you know, and I'm not saying that I hated it. I love the field of medicine. I'm a big holistic medicine girly. My best friends are still in med school. You know, like I respect Mm -hmm. the field so much, but I was like. I feel like I always had to kind of put myself in a box because of it. Um, and, you know, I I finally had to kind of take myself out and and be like, okay, Lisa, you're not like your friends, you know, you don't have to mm-hmm. be like everybody else. Um, you know, I had to really accept that, like, okay, I am a creative, you know, music, art, like whatever. Like I... It, you know, I I felt that I had to pave my own way or else I was not going to be happy. And that's what ultimately it came down to.
0: Well, and let's even go back to some things that you shared that are mm-hmm. really interesting. And and I'll, I'll assert some things that aren't necessarily, you know, yeah. these are my assertions. Mm-hmm. If you agree or, or what have you? Um, there might be those out there who have opinions, but <laughs> it, it's, it's like what you just said about I am a creative. You, your process proved it, right? Because mm-hmm. you specifically said, can I see myself doing this, you mm-hmm. know, for these years or what have you? Mm-hmm. How does this feel? And the rigidness scared me. Mm
1: -hmm. Now,
0: it's interesting, I'm taking a big leap here. But someone who's really passionate about being in the field of medicine, they are likely to be analytical, empirical, very um, necessarily, you know, methodical and structured, right? Exactly. You didn't use that process to make mm-hmm. the decision about the journey in your life. It was very much, I love that. How does this feel? Can I see myself? Those are very creative, very intuitive. Yes. See.
1: Yeah. And I feel like I am someone, and this is a blessing and a curse. <laughs> so I'm, I'm generally led my, by my emotions and like intuition, like I'm very heavy on, on feeling. And I think, um, you know, that moment or those moments, you know, it was all about how do I feel um, rather than what should I be doing, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And that is really what has led me throughout my journey. I think I'm still, I'm still sitting on a bit of a comma with Mm -hmm. um, music and performing, you know, just putting myself all the way out there as a performer um, just because I can be very critical of myself and Mm. I feel like I overthink these processes. And also that, you know, I'm, I'm starting to work through um, you something you mentioned at the beginning of, you know, we have many purposes. Right. And um, you know, God has graced me with like my musical talent and, you know, I will always, I, I've i come to accept that I will always be a performer and I'll always be a singer and I'll always find ways to perform. But also I have this professional aspect, right? And I think it's been a battle of like, oh, what if I gave up everything? It just
0: mm-hmm. pursued
1: music, which is kind of A comma that I'm sitting on right now, um, just because of like you're saying, music's not as it's it's difficult, right? Um, Mm.
0: Well, presents a different set of challenges is perceived in a different mm -hmm. light by mainstream society. Right. I try to reframe because it's easy for us who walk in the spaces that aren't quote unquote celebrated or practiced by quote unquote mainstream society to feel like we're going down a bad road or the wrong road and it's just a different Mm -hmm. road. Mm -hmm. It's still a road, right? Right. This is, this is a great segue into question number two. So Mm. you can answer this either in relation to the comma you were sitting on when you were in grad school or the comma you're currently sitting on with pursuing and continuing to pursue music. The question is, what does this create for you sitting on this comma?
1: Hmm. Well, I feel like it creates, it definitely creates, you know, Some I feel like in the past I've seen it as like, oh, I'm scared of the future, but you know, they're all the same emotion, but just different like fields. Right. And it's really just a field of like opportunity. Right. And I think, um, that's. That's what it in the past, that's what it it created for me, you know, Mm -hmm. segueing into this, you know, another feeling just with a blind eye, just taking this path. Well, not necessarily blind, but (laughs) I would say just like not really knowing, you know, what the where what lies in the future. It's opened up so many doors of opportunity for me in spaces I never thought that I would be a part of like, for example, creating my nonprofit, like having a chance to like work with professionals in the industry and, and working in schools and and teaching education about like black classical greats and, and bringing light to this community, especially, you know, the black musicians who also paved the way in this field or working with influencers and creatives, like I never thought I would be here and I'm here mm-hmm. and I'm seeing how, you know, I would have never guessed, I guess X amount of years ago that I would end up in this space and it's created so many opportunities. And also I figured it out, right? Like mm. I put that faith, I said, okay, let me have some faith in myself and you know, I still figured it out and I didn't go the path, you know, that I thought that I should have taken. Right. Mm, And I think mm. that's what I could use from the past and implement into now. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, you know, I'm still, I'm still trying to decide if it's not that I will never pursue music, but it's, it's more of a comma of putting myself out there more, you know, like I have goals of, you know, I want to, make my own album and i have songs that i've written that i haven't even shown to the world you know just things Mm -hmm. like that like Mm -hmm. believing in my own content and my own voice right because i think you know we're at even as a society we're still growing out of um overthinking what we put on social media and i'm not saying like the obvious things you shouldn't (laughs) I was on social media, but I'm just saying nice. sharing your voice, right? Like, and um, is it called analysis paralysis? It's some form yeah. of paralysis of that, you know, I feel like we as people have when it comes to like putting ourselves out there and especially like creators. And that's something that I've talked to other creators about of like overthinking your content or, you know, if you have something to share, like share it. Mm -hmm. share it and see what happens you know and that's that's what I'm still uh with my own um with my own creativity which is music um that is calm yeah that's a common um you know over figuring out but like I said it's just seeing it as a field of opportunity right um that's what it creates for me
0: I'm hearing this theme of voice is resonating a lot for me. You you earlier talked about the inner voice and listening to the voice that was telling you and talking to you and guiding you and, and checking mm-hmm. in with you and validating you. Mm-hmm. And now you're talking about this outer voice and the mm-hmm. being courageous enough to put it out there to overcome fears, to overcome beliefs and still speak yeah. out. So. I, I don't know what else to do with that. I'll put it in your hands, but it's just interesting how voice is showing up right now. And I was curious mm-hmm. before we go to question three, you've talked about figuring it out. What happens for you in that figuring it out space or stage or phase phase?
1: it's so funny i wrote a song called figure it out oh <laughs> and
0: wow i was in
1: high school <laughs> but now we're talking about figuring it out wow um but um it's like a light bulb moment it's also like a reaffirming reassuring moments like you know i've been yeah, i've been slowly like dropping like i sing in church a lot and mm-hmm. then, you know i drop things and the affirmation is important for me because I get feedback from people that, you know, a friend who I hadn't, I hadn't talked to at all this year, you know, was she, she texted me Merry Christmas the other day and she was like, you know, I really love your singing videos. And I was like, wow, really? I, was like, I didn't even know you were checking for that because I never hear from you. Mm. Um, and it's kind of, that, that, that re and it's not to show that you always need someone to validate you, but it was like, it was not that unexpected, like validation of trusting my intuition, putting it out there and it being received in the way that, you know, I was fearing would maybe not be received or not like acknowledged, but it's, it's, it's a process of taking that leap of faith and, and seeing what happens. And then from the result or just the pure satisfaction that I put something out there, it's just like, Oh, this is not, this is not as hard as I thought it out to be,
0: you know? Um, well, what, if I may, what I'm also hearing come up is, is that you put it out there, but I don't hear you describing expectations. I put it out there. I wanted it to X number of people to hear it, or I needed it to go a certain Mm -hmm. place or have a certain number of ratings or whatever. Like you put it out there because you needed to put it out there and then where it lands, it Mm. lands. Then it does Mm -hmm. land with someone that you kind of, it it sounded like you were surprised and it, Mm -hmm. it just goes to show like you weren't attached to any specific expectation of where or how fast or, how, how heavily it went and, and, and you were still able to enjoy the surprise when it did land.
1: That's, that is an amazing piece of insight. Cause I've, I wasn't even aware that I was even thinking that way, <laughs> you know, it's like, um, you know, I, I listened to this performance and I was like, Oh, I really love this. You know, I really loved seeing the song and I loved like how I sounded obviously and, I really want to just share this with the world and, mm. and like just to share it. Cause yeah. I love it. Right. And so, yeah, it was, there was no expectation attached and it's the power of not having expectations. Also, mm. I feel like that's something that I've grown through, you know, as someone who's always been in very like high education environments and always like maybe one of few black people and always feeling like there's a certain expectation as a black person, which, you know, unfortunately there still kind of is Mm. a silent one. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But when it comes to like my music and me sharing my voice, it's, it's not about expectations. Right. It's like I said earlier, it was me following how I felt. Yeah. Um, yeah. So,
0: yeah, from a life of expectations, 18 years, to a life of testing not having expectations, mm-hmm. from a life of structure and regimentation and rigidity to use your word, to a life of freedom, intuition, feeling and creativity to use your mm-hmm. words. Yeah. Um, expectations, less expectations or striving for no expectations. It's really fascinating these parts Um, and, and, and how they're coming together and you're, you're still young in your life's journey too, right? Early in your life's journey. So it's so cool to see this unfolding at this stage already in your Mm, life. Yeah. What, What have you learned about yourself or what did you learn about yourself?
1: Well, I think I learned that I got it, you know, I got me I know what I'm doing. Mm. <laughs> and I think living a life of very structured, you know, I still use structure to bit because a certain amount of structure I, I believe is healthy, you know, but it, you know, the, from the day I made that decision of, you know, not going to medical school, um, it showed me that you you got this like you are in control of your own narrative you know because at some points I felt that I didn't really know what I was doing because so I'm like oh I was in this vein for x amount of years I didn't even know public relations I didn't even know public relations the thing I had no idea influencer marketing was a thing I got Instagram mm. in 2019 okay after you know not really being a social media girly like that and, um, expectations Mm -hmm. also coming from that, you know, just, it's very ironic, but, um, I think it was, it was just, it was like a, uh, another form of confidence in myself and like believing in myself, um, that came from that experience and, you know, that I still carry with me to this day. And, You know, it's part of also being an Mm -hmm. aspiring and not just aspiring, but an entrepreneur, like you kind of have to have that mindset of like, if it's something you believe in, go for it. You know, try it out. See what see the worst Mm -hmm. thing that could happen is that it doesn't work out. Right. That's the absolute worst thing that could happen, you mm. know?
0: It's many people's greatest fear, I mean, right? Right.
1: But it's like, okay, and if it doesn't work out, try something else. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just keep yeah. trying different ways. And it's it's funny because that was kind of how I geared steered away from medicine. You know, I I didn't really have a plan of how I was going to I was like, oh, well, I need to get a job, but I don't really know what other field I want to work in. And it was in 2020, mm-hmm. like the heat of COVID. And I was just applying to jobs that I thought I could fit all from social media to tech recruiting to consulting. And I just fell into public relations. And I was like, hmm, this is okay. You know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: well, and then a year and a half ago, I switched to influencer marketing. Cause I was like, mm, not really feeling not, don't really think that you know, public relations best utilized what I'm passionate about, or, you know, wasn't fully what I was passionate about. So switch to like working with creators. Okay. I'm a bit more passionate about that. That could change, you know, and just, sw- you know, going with kind of my narrative and how I feel, um, and seeing where that like lands me. Um, and like, that's kind of just how I've pursued or that's how I've navigated to this, to this place that I'm at right now.
0: Let let me ask you a question here, because I think people who are listening will, will, let me just ask the damn question. So, because you're very much going a path, everything you've described, you're going a path that kind of defies some of our norms. We've talked about this already, right? Especially walking away Mm -hmm. from a medical career, doctors, et cetera. And you said very clearly I got this, I got me, I know what I'm doing. How do you know Mm -hmm. what you're doing or how do you know? I
1: mean, it's, it's a feeling. It's like, it's my intuition, it's my intuition. It's like, and I'm a very spiritual person. So I I believe that God has a lot to do with this as well. But, um, you know, I'll also say, I thought I was gonna get my PhD. Mm. That's another comma. I don't know. I, I, you know, I could, but how I'm feeling right now is that mm, I can't see myself in education like that. I'm not a huge writer. Like I don't really, you know, I think about the tasks of the job or what's required. And I'm like, am I passionate about that? Mm. How do I feel about having to do that for X amount of years? Do I, what is my initial gut reaction telling me? And my mom always told me, your intuition will never fail you. And it's true. Mm-hmm. I believe that to the core of my being. And, you know, we we all deny our intuition a lot of the time. And when I've denied my intuition, it doesn't land me in great places. But like when I do trust It's trusting that inner voice inside of you that's telling you, you know what, maybe not Arlesia, you know, maybe you didn't feel seen, heard here. I don't think you should do this. Mm. Let's go this way. And it's not literally that, but it's just kind of it's it's that initial it's that gut. It's that gut feeling that you have that like guides you. You know, and and I I really stress to to listen to that. However, you need to whether you need to sit down in a room with no distractions and just or write it out. That's another good thing. You know, like what do you envision? I'm a big vision girly, like vision like vision boarding, or what can you see for yourself? Mm-hmm. I and mean, not just sticking to that, but like, okay, what's your vision? You know, and and just creating that like creating, you know, your goals are in like your future based off of, okay, what do you feel is in the cards for yourself?
0: I I have to say self-referencing. I love this because I'm an intuitive as well. And even at my Mm -hmm. age, I'm still developing those skills of intuition, but I want to reflect back for you because I mean, you are trying things. You're doing different things. You're being creative. You're changing your path. You're doing what feels right. So, if if your path is not meant to be linear, or rigid, and structured, but meant to be creative mm-hmm. and bob and weave mm-hmm. and ebb and flow and up and down and side mm-hmm. to side, then you mm-hmm. are doing exactly what you want to do. That's how you know. And 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 you're also demonstrating another tactic or technique for people who want to test their intuition, which is, you don't have to know, just try it, right? Like, you can literally, you're you're a living example of this. Like, do I want, um, you know, bagels this morning? Or do I want donuts? Well, you know, if you're not sure, go with what you think your gut says, do the thing and mm-hmm. then check in with yourself. Was that thing? Exactly. Does it feel right? You know, if you still feel right after you ate the donut, then that was, Probably a pretty good indication. But if you chose the donut over the bagel and then the donut's not agreeing with you, you know, then mm-hmm. take exactly. that and then apply that the next time and the next time and the next time. Exactly. I literally, I love to walk. I love to walk and explore when I travel. I just, I don't need resorts and drinks on a beach side or whatever. I, I get in the middle of that city and I walk these streets. And what I will do a lot of times is have no plan. I just strike out. I get myself my little coffee drink or whatever. And it's like, which direction? Right or left? Check the gut. Gut says right. That's what I'm going to discover today. Okay.
1: <laughs> right. You know, do do, do I want <laughs> yeah. this to
0: eat or that to eat? Check. But it's a constant checking in, validating, recalibrating, exactly. right? That builds and mm-hmm. grows over time and doesn't always, doesn't always Um, what am I trying to say here? Like, it will always steer you right, but every now and then it will test you. (laughs) It will.
1: And you, and you got to sit with that Mm -hmm. and, you know, make what you think is best and you, and whatever decision you make, you'll learn from that decision, whether it was a good decision or a bad decision. And I'm not saying like, oh, just willy nilly. There is some certain There is, I feel like a certain amount of calculation involved, but it just, it all goes down to just being in tune with yourself and, and, and listening to yourself. And I think that leap I took, um, wow, five, almost five years ago, um, it really, it just exposed so many different valuable and beautiful skills, people, relationships, um, in my life that I do not regret in the slightest. And I don't regret going to school and spending X amount of money and taking these medical school courses, because guess what? It just made me more analytical, you know, mindset in the field I am now, like it gave me those prowess and, you know, I want to say to the people people who are listening right now, like if you're and you know, if you're thinking like, oh, well, you know, I'm switching to a whole nother field. Like that just means that, you know, I'm just doing away with X amount of years of this. Don't think about it like that. Mm -hmm. You know, think about what you can, what you've developed and how you, what verticals you can take and how like what you've used or what you've learned can be applied to the next yeah. stage in your life. Yeah. Everything's connected, right? So yeah.
0: And not, not only could it potentially add value, the thing that you chose not to do, but spent an invested time in could add value to the other thing that you choose to do. And, exactly. And, and sometimes we have to eat enough of a thing to realize we no longer like the thing right yeah I think back to some of the courses I took in school thought I was going to be an architect took drafting classes said hell no but now I have a whole new respect for architects because I don't want to do that Mm -hmm. stuff I feel like we need more Mm -hmm. of that respect in our world because you know what I don't want to be a scientist but I'm glad we have scientists right so right yeah.
1: Mm yeah yeah I took all those courses I was like I don't like physics I do not mm. like organic chemistry. I don't like the amount of <laughs> brain power that I have to put in to this. And I'm not even getting the results that I want.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. Well, <laughs> and, and it, like, does, it doesn't support the type of creativity that you really embody. Right. So that
1: part, it's not an exactly. indictment
0: against physics. It just means you're not the person. It's for not. Physics. It's just.
1: Uh, yep, yeah. mm-hmm. But I have friends who eat that up. My brother, Titus, he just... It just comes Mm -hmm. quickly. You know, for me, I was like, well, I'm going to go write a song.
0: Right. Well, and, and, but it's an acknowledgement to all people, right? Like intuition and checking in with your gut isn't just reserved for creative types, right? There are engineers, there are cashiers, there are mechanics, there are housekeepers out there who are Doing the thing that they do, some because they love it, some because their gut says this is what I need to be doing right now. Right. Like mm-hmm. it's not a, mm-hmm. you know, an either-or type of scenario. Arlesia, last two questions. Um, so next one is what has changed for you as a result of sitting on this or these commas that you've shared with us?
1: Yeah. Um, what's changed for me? A lot of open doors. Um, like that I had never imagined, um, were doors, honestly. Um, I think just growing into who I am as Arlesia, you know, that it's not that I didn't know who I was, but it was really learning, okay, who is Arlesia? Like what makes Arlesia tick? That changed significantly for me. Like I said, there were, there things like I figured that I'm interested in entrepreneurship. Never would have thought, never knew that before I, you know, took this leap. Um, Just acting off of faith, like it just made me a more, it really, um, I feel like increased my faith. You know, in the future and like in myself, um, it's allowed me to think outside the box more, be more flexible with the future and results. Um I've defied expectations and you know, been rewarded for it, for it. So many things that I feel like I wouldn't have discovered for myself had I chose that other path. Um, and then like right now, just processing this comma with music, it's it's really just kind of, you know, putting more faith in myself and and my and my music and my talent and, you know, knowing and internalizing like that this is who I am. This is what I do. And it's not going to change. Right. So these feelings get like stronger and stronger um, as time goes on. Um, it's just like mm-hmm. just listening to that inner voice honestly, mm-hmm. um, that I didn't really fully realize that I had.
0: Last, last question. What does getting off the comma look like for you?
1: Getting off the comma. It's like, you know, Nike says, just do it. <laughs> 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 it's, it's, it's action. It's action over, overthinking. you know, it's, that's really what it is. And yeah, I'll keep it right there. Cause it's all about act action. It's, it's less talk,
0: mm-hmm. more do.
1: And that's, that's what getting off the comma is for me, quite frankly.
0: Well, and it sounds like also from what you've shared that there's, there's a certain per, and tell me if I'm, I'm off base here, but there's a certain permission in the acting, like you don't always have to know exactly what that action is or where it's going or what it's going to do. Because mm-hmm. you specifically mm-hmm. said it opened doors, doors that I didn't even know were doors. And so sometimes the action, sometimes the action is fairly clear or at least well-informed or somewhat intuited. And I'm going to do that. And sometimes right. the action is like, well, let me try all three of these and see what I learned from these three things. Is, is that is that a fair summary of some of the things yeah. into taking action for you?
1: For sure. Yeah, it's it's and yeah, it's like trusting in myself and mm-hmm. and trusting in my intuition and trusting my gut and acting on that. Yeah. So I mean, it's not just taking an action, but it's taking that action from a feeling in my that comes from my inner voice. There's a book that actually helped catalyze this for me, too, in 2020 Um when I was I was like in the rut of applying for jobs. And, you know, I just away with the decision of not pursuing my PhD immediately or going to med school. And it's called The Dream Giver. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's mm. by Bruce Wilkinson. Um, and it's basically like. Shows how to like identify and overcome obstacles that kind of like those obstacles that keep people in that rut of like, I don't know what to do. Um, And it's just kind of like a Mm -hmm. modern day fable um, starts with Ordinary, this man who's just, you know, just a regular guy and he has these dreams. uh, But, you know, there's certain like markers and and certain people that he came across that like helped him along the way or didn't help him. Um, And that was that was a book that really. Helped me spearhead okay. my journey for sure.
0: I'll I'll add that to the show notes um, to what you're going to be sharing here in just a little bit. Um, so awesome. Okay, cool. So as we start to wrap this up, a couple of things. So first, what would you acknowledge yourself for having now had this conversation?
1: I acknowledge myself for being real. Being honest, um, being vulnerable, uh, because this wasn't always something that I really was open about Um, and being authentic. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You lived into your intention that you stated not too long ago. Yeah. I
1: did. <laughs> and what, what
0: great things came of it too, because there's so much here that I really believe people are going to be able to connect with and resonate. Um, mm-hmm. It will resonate for them. So thank you for that. Um, Absolutely. How can people find you or where can people find you? Of course, I'll put it in the show notes as well so people can click the links.
1: Mm-hmm. Instagram at life of Lysia. So life of L-E-S-I-A. Um, yeah, that has all of my links to everything, projects that I'm working on and what I'm doing.
0: Awesome. Cool. Well, um, one other thing that we do in each episode, because I believe it's not only important to hold space for this, but it's also part of your story as well. And we we call it acknowledgments. And so it's an opportunity for you to give voice to any other creators, individuals, organizations or causes that are important to you who Mm -hmm. could use the boost or might not otherwise get the press. And we'll include that in the show notes as well. Who would you like to acknowledge?
1: Yeah, first I would like to acknowledge my business partner right now, Christina Aviola, who is the founder of Abiola Co. and Abiola Co. is a organization that I'm a part of that um helps minority creators who are like nano micro influencers kind of like get their feet off the ground we aim to give them the tools and the skills that they need to properly um brand themselves and to get brand deals um so i'm super excited we're gearing up for a program this summer um that we're going to work with, you know, minority creators, minority female creators. Um and she is just so inspirational and aspirational. We have some of the same like visions and values, which is why I um of, you know, like representing you know marginalized voices and she's also a beauty creator she was former sephora squad but um her content is amazing um her visions are amazing and so if you're interested go follow her nice and then i one of my dear friends and influencers um raven beauty maven Raven. Uh, She's also a beauty influencer, uh, but her content is super accessible um, in the beauty field. You know, there's so many options and there's so many luxe brands, but she focuses on, you know, the drugstore brands, the brands that are very affordable Mm. uh, for people who are beginning out in their, their beauty journey. Uh, So, giving her a shout out um as well and then one last creator i would like to boost is his name is Aditya um so he is a um, middle eastern lgbtq beauty creator um i call him the professor of makeup cuz nice. his makeup is super educational um and he goes from everywhere to how to contour your face to you know how to properly set your skin for a beat makeup look, uh, but he, he's, he, his platform has grown expeditiously, uh, because of this, honestly, like this past month, but I just really respect his content. And I, I feel like we need more voices like his, uh, so I give him a shout out so those are my girlies girlies and guys
0: and we will feature them in the show notes I encourage everybody to go and check them out and what I also love about this is these are all individuals who are starting their own businesses and 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 their platforms Mm -hmm. and really kind of getting a start on putting their voices out there which was kind of an important theme in what we talked about today yes I love
1: that Exactly. (laughs) Arlissia, this
0: has been wonderful and so excited to have you on the show, um, especially for you to be our first episode of the new year and the new season. And I'm looking forward to you and I having more conversations offline. And um, thank you for bringing that voice um, to this platform and putting something out there that most likely, well, will definitely land with many people out there.
1: Yeah, it's been an honor. Thank you so much for having me. And I hope whoever's listening gets some great tidbits out of this conversation.
0: Wonderful. What an honor it is to witness these stories from these amazing human beings. And today's guest was no exception. I invite you to think about what you learned from this conversation. What stood out for you? What challenged you? What inspired you? And I encourage you to write it down in some form of journaling and reflection. I can't tell you how magical it can be to set aside your expectations and just let your thoughts flow out of your head and onto paper. You don't have to have an agenda. You don't have to do anything with it, but you can be amazed at what comes out of your thoughts and onto paper and what that can do for you. I know freestyle journaling has been a powerful practice in my life for a very long time. You just never know what you might discover about yourself. Thank you for listening to this episode of Off the Comma. Follow me on social media at Off the Comma and also look for upcoming workshops and events at offthecomma.com or better yet, go to offthecomma.com and sign up for my mailing list and let me bring the news directly to you. I am passionate about keeping this podcast ad free so that we create a safe container for people to be able to tell their stories uninterrupted by commercials and promotions. I currently cover all the production costs and I'm happy to continue doing so and I'm also open to and appreciative of any donations that anyone would like to contribute. This is nothing more than to be able to support the podcast and cover some of the monthly editing and producing and equipment costs that are associated with this podcast. So look for the donations link in the podcast descriptions wherever you find this podcast. Be sure to like this episode, follow the podcast, and more importantly, spread the good word. If you were moved by today's conversation, pass it along to someone you care about. As always, keep noticing.